Welcome back to Bad Bedtime Stories, an original spooky fiction series by Kara Shea and Adam Ray. Today, we present part three in a six-part story so biting, so chilled, you'll need enough firewood to keep the blaze going all night. Because you're listening to Arctic Expedition. Part 3 Andrew had left camp behind. The bite of the cold wind had started to cut until his insides felt as though they had been replaced by blocks of ice. The snow had started to fall faster and harder, his tracks disappearing as soon as he made them. This was not the beautiful snow, the fluffy flakes he was used to, but sharp, jagged flakes that felt closer to razors against his face. Hunger set in first, curling his stomach until he was sure it was eating itself. Next came exhaustion. And simply putting one foot in front of the other took a Herculean effort. The emptiness, however, had been there since he left camp. A quiet companion weighing on his chest cold wasn't the only thing that made him feel numb. He didn't remember sitting down, back against the rough bark of an evergreen, staring into the white wasteland that never seemed to end. He didn't remember closing his eyes, or making the decision to let the earth take him. He only remembered thinking back to the warmth of his home. The embrace of his parents and his sister next to the fire on a beautiful Christmas Eve. He was gone before his body could ache with missing them. Hands reached from the cold darkness of the woods and wrapped around him. But he was gone. The afterlife was warm. He felt like he was swimming, bouncing from the bottom darkness to get glimpses of the warm surface without ever breaking through. The numbness had disappeared, replaced by a beautiful warmth. And peace that wrapped around him like a blanket. 
time didn't exist here. And he happily floated through the emptiness. eyes fluttered, they backed away to give him space. The first thing he noticed was the fire in front of him, tucked into a brick fireplace that seemed rugged and old. A blanket made of thick wool was drawn around him, and would have itched if he was in a state to notice such a thing. Wood walls stretched around him, a cabin of some sort. The whistling of the wind and crackling of the fire floated to him slowly, followed by the realization that he had not died. The feeling that he would be better off dead, crashed into him. His limbs screaming with exhaustion and hunger. His head felt thick and foggy. Even his eyes hurt when he blinked. A muffled groan escaped through his chapped lips as Andrew set up slowly feeling each twinge in every nerve. Drawing his tongue over his teeth, he evaluated his surroundings. The cabin walls, the simple furnishings, the inexplicable feeling that this cabin had been here longer than he had been alive. Then he saw them, the shapes, in the shadows, stepping forward slowly, a human figure emerged from the far end of the cabin. Panic froze Andrew as his eyes scoured the figure, not, not quite, quite human. It seemed shorter in stature, nearly childlike. Its ears came to a slight point, and its clothing seemed to be hand-stitched and old, but not worn. Hello, it spoke gingerly in a caring, quiet tone. 
It reminded Andrew of bells. We found you out there in the storm and brought you here. You nearly didn't make it. The words didn't come, buried in his vocal cords that refused to work. Instead, Andrew swallowed hard, choked by the silence and strangeness of the situation. Are you hungry? There's soup on the table for you. The figure pointed to Andrew's right, where a small table was nestled against the wall. On it, a bowl was steaming, and the hunger inside him came to a sharp point against his ribs, saliva pooling in his mouth. Go on, the figure encouraged, gesturing again. Please, eat. Andrew unfolded himself at a pace on par with a snail, drawing himself across the floor before he made it fully upright. Gingerly, he settled into the only chair at the table, never tearing his eyes away from the figure. He had noticed while he moved that two more figures were standing behind the one that had spoke to him, still shadowed against the door. I'm Alfie, the unusual man said, then moved his hands to wave the figures behind him forward. One was male, similar to Alfie, and the other was female, with golden hair braided and tied with a small red ribbon. This is Holly and Max. With a small nod, Andrew accepted this as though it were a peace offering. He supposed it was, as they were so carefully trying to put him at ease. He couldn't explain the uneasiness that stayed with him, but chalked it up to their unusual appearance. Andrew, he managed, his voice scraping his throat as though he were coughing up gravel. Well, Andrew, please eat. We'll leave you. There are warm clothes for you in the bedroom. Alfie pointed behind Andrew to a second room Andrew hadn't noticed. And we'll be in the village. Anyone would be happy to help you. Just ask. And with that, they left him, closing the door quietly behind them. In front of him, the soup caught and held his attention. Steaming, he could see hunks of meat and vegetables and a dark broth. A roll, slathered in butter, set next to the bowl. A chipped mug and tarnished silverware rounded out the table setting. And Andrew found himself 
halfway through his meal before he wondered if he had been poisoned. But then, why would they save him just to kill him? If you need more darkness, if you can't get enough spooky stories, visit badbedtimestories.com now to listen to all episodes. While you're there, identify with our Fly Anxiety hoodies, share with us your spooky story ideas, or contact us about becoming a Bad Bedtime Stories advertising partner. Visit our stories page to read along and get immersed in the stories by playing our original music and spooky ambience tracks. Until next time, listeners, sleep tight. <laughs>